Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between, welcome to another episode of The Chaps Chat Cats. My name is Jake, and I'm joined in the virtual studio by Sambo and Johnny. How are you, chaps? Very well, Jake. How are you? I am sensational. Made all the more sensational by being joined by a fourth person on today's podcast, chaps. The listener doesn't just have to, you know, deal with us blathering on about our usual nonsense because we are joined, privileged to be joined by an up and coming star from the Cats team, currently plying his trade in the VFL, but I reckon we might see him at the next level sooner rather than later. It's the one and only Phoenix Foster. Welcome to the show. Cheers for having me. So we can be here. Um, yeah, let's do it. Fantastic. Yeah, let's, 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 let, let's get into it. We'll um we'll get straight to it. So I get, uh, our first question is, um, it's a pretty simple one, and it's just what what was it like to be drafted? Like, you know, how how did that how did that feel? Like, were you were you pretty confident? Like, how 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 was your mind mindset at that point, and how did it feel when it all came about? Yeah, I guess if you go back to champs, um. It was, I was like our third tall, like our third forward, second ruck, kind of that's like floating. Our ruckman went down with COVID three days before the game. Coach comes up to me at training, taps me on the shoulder and says, you're in. And I thought he was having a giggle. I thought he was having a gag. And I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, no, whatever you say, bangers. He's like, no, you're actually like, you're starting in the middle. And I was like, oh. <laughs> well, all right. Um, I went out against allies. I probably played my best game for the year. And he kind of set me on a kind of put a little flag next to my name, said, I oh, can probably do this. And from there, I kind of launched into my back end of the year, went to the combine, um, did a test, had a bit of a sore knee, but um, charmed everyone up. Um, it was pretty good. And then, <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then oh, we're at, I was actually at the pub draft night, day, day two, and I was like, oh, okay, we'll see how we go. I had a meeting, had a call from my manager. He said, oh, I'm just like, it'll be late, like it'll be really late, like you're just gonna have to hold on all the way at the end. So we got to got to 51 and during the week, Hawthorne had said, oh, if you're there, like we're probably gonna take you. And I was like, mm, okay. I was like, I didn't want to put too much emphasis on it. I was like, okay, just like, we're just gonna go, we'll have a good time. A couple of the boys were there, we're just gonna like enjoy ourselves. Meanwhile, four hours later, it's gonna get to 51, Hawthorne's picking and I'm like, like fully like, convulsing i'm like oh my god this is this might be it <laughs> and then then they didn't take me and a small part of my soul kind of exited my body i remember mum said she looked mum said she looked over at me and it looked like i would seen a ghost like i just went super pale when i was like oh, damn i was really upset but yeah crush. i i picked up my phone it had mateus Filippo calling me i mean mateus pretty good mates and he was going, like, this is as Geelong were picking. And I've picked up the phone. I've gone, mate, you can't be prank calling me right now. Like, this isn't funny. And he's going, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I turn around and it says my name on the screen. And I I just remember, like, bursting into tears and got mobbed <laughs> by the boys. Dad came and even dad came and jumped on me. Like, it was it was the coolest thing. And then the first person that called me was Andrew Mackey, the list manager, then mm. Wellesley jumped on the phone and it was just a bunch of people. I sent Patrick Dangerfield voicemail. 
I didn't realise I'd done that until about three weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> so that first interaction at the footy club was kind of weird. He's like, mate, you never called me back. And I was like, pardon? I genuinely didn't understand. Um, it was only when I went back and put all the contacts in my phone and it said a random number went from that to Patrick Gainfield. I've gone, oh, golly. Um, so the, first, it, the experience was unbelievable. It's, you can't... As much as you try and put it into words, that feeling of relation and more just relief, it's so much stress and you sacrifice so much throughout the year. And um, I do it all again in a heartbeat, but that feeling of just like utter relief and elation um, that it's happening um, is is pretty cool. Like it's not everyone gets to experience it, and I'm super super grateful for my opportunity. And um, I'm just lucky I landed in the best spot there is. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. fantastic. How, how just from like hammering on some of the minutiae of that process, like I've spoken to a few players from like the VFLW, um, former cat Tamara Smith, who's now a hawk, um, and, and the the pressure of that situation, you know, that that she sort of related was like you're going out every game at times, going, is this the game? that I put my best foot forward and I rise in someone's estimation, or is this the game where I get crossed off somebody's list? Like how was that process for you? Like not just like the draft itself, but through your sort of, I guess, underage career, how aware are you of these eyeballs on you? Yeah, that's, she's put it basically as best as you can say, you know, in my under 17 years, so bottom age 18s, played two games. I was way more invested in school footy. Like I just, just wasn't playing. And then I came out the preseason last year, top age under 18s, I got COVID. So I had a three week run into round one and I was pretty unfit, but I just, I started the year really well. I was pretty unfit still. So I was just kind of charging out of the goal square. And I was lucky to get on the end of a few like pretty nice games. And I was lucky that the first school game of the year, so in school, college footy in Adelaide, it's not it's not massive compared to what it is over here in Victoria from what I've seen. But all the sample under, under 18 players empty out into the college system because they all go there. So the college system, it's kind of a checks and balances. Like kind of one, when there's no school footy on, the sample gets propped up when it's, a school and it goes the other way. So I remember we played one of the big powerhouse schools. I didn't go to a football school. I went to uh, a co-ed school that was kind of like middling. We were lucky to have a really good team last year. Um, so by then I was kind of like match fit enough. I, would, I rucked all of last year at school and I was just lucky enough to have a really, really good day. Um, and the state coach was there. He, he came up to me after the game and said, Look, I was here to just to see what you could do in a in a setting where you're going to dominate. Like, and three days later, I was sitting at school, had a free, wasn't studying, obviously. Um, I get an email from coach Tony Bamford, and he said, and it said like you're in, like this is the run sheet, be at training in two days. So I remember getting up, I rang mum, ran around my year twelve centre like a headless chook for. 15 minutes and <laughs> oh, all of a sudden it was like, oh, that's what I've been working towards. And then the next thing was, all right, now I want to play. And I guess that Allies game, 
kind of set me into the some of the, the bottom of the charts. I wasn't rising up any, but I, my name was on there then. And then that state champs experience kind of just gave me the confidence to just believe that in the back half of the year at school football or in the sample, I could go and compete and I was I could just dominate. And I went back in the sample later in the year and was really, really competitive. And I just didn't let the small things get me down. I just knew the next time it comes to me, I'm going to clunk it. And the next time I get an opportunity, I'm going to kick a goal. So I think that back end of the year, I can feel similar feelings starting to happen in the VFL. Like when I go near it and I can get my hands on it, I feel the same feelings. Um, it's just trying to replicate that more and more often at the high, at the next level. Um, but yeah, I think she hit the nail on the head. Every game you go out there, it's just hard. You you don't want to look up in the stands and try and count the, the backpacks or the hats or you don't want to know who's there. You just want to focus on football. It's a real... Like you need to learn how to not do that and just com- completely narrow your focus. Otherwise, you spend half your time looking over at the sidelines and not the football. I remember earlier in the year that happened to me and someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, just just play football, just play football. And um, it, it helps. It helps when you can just narrow your focus and enjoy what you're doing out there. It definitely helped. Just doing the simple things, I guess, um, in your mind and all that instead of worrying about what other people think. But um, oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, was is there any like footy your footy heroes that you sort of style your game on, or any other players that you sort of want to you know sort of be like in your footy career, or is it all just want to be yourself? No, no, I can't say that. When I was a young kid, I me, mean, I was a I was a mad Garablet Junior supporter, mad like. I bought the first ever Gold Coast Suns membership in their first year. Like I was, I was that mad. Like, wow. He went up there. I, I was like, I'm going to support this team 100. I'm in, and that was pretty terrible for a long time. However, <laughs> however, I don't regret it at all. Like, he was, he was my man. I loved him so much. I still remember the day Brent McCaffrey tackled him, and my whole life kind of fell apart for 15 minutes. But. I think the long, the older I got, the more key forwards I started to watch. I really loved watching Nick Revolt, even though I only caught him at the back end, really. Going back and just watching the way he could run, I can't run like Nick Revolt, but I'd try my best. Like The man was an athlete and he would jump into packs all day. Um, that ability I'm really trying to replicate. And then nobody can do what Jeremy can do, but best being around him every day, the flair, and the unpredictability of everything that he's going to do. You never know what he's going to pull out. The angles which he can get his body to, to kick the football. That's what I'm really trying to replicate. And I feel like my kicking ability can get there. It's just a lot of hard work and practice. And besides that, you have your big key forwards that take a lot of big marks. And it's kind of just watching lots of different ones over the years. And just trying to take little things from each one of them. Obviously, I'd love to be a big body midfielder or sit on the wing like Nick Rebolt, but I think it might have a bit long to go before then. But that that at the end of the day, Gary Ablett's my man and I can't I can't say anything else. Well, well, no, no pretty complaints good player about that from here. Yeah, you'll, 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 you'll find no resistance to to that name. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's it, it's funny watching your your footy um in the VFL like 
there's something to me that sort of screams like old school about it. Like, I don't know if it's just the long sleeves and the long socks, which that's a massive tick on our podcast. Any Cats player that wears the socks up and the long sleeves. So if you can just make sure everyone does that, that'd be fantastic. Not not, not Um, too many long sleeves, though. Remember, not too many long sleeves. Don't oversaturate the long sleeves. You got it. Yeah. (laughs) The socks. The socks. Um, But the, the way you you know, run and jump at the footy. Like, it seems in, in a lot of ways, like you you keep it fairly simple. I'm going to lead and jump at the footy. I'm going to try and sink goals. Like that one you kicked um, against Richmond from outside 50. It, it was sort of like, I don't know, I've been going back and watching some highlights from say like the 80s and 90s and the great full forwards who every goal seemed to sail through like post high. Do you try and keep it? Simple in in that essence, like boil it down to a few things: clunk the footy, sink goals. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, oh, my my role, <laughs> especially my role, is basically just I'm going to play one kick away from the football, and if it's in the air, just yeah. got to jump at it. I think trying to consistently just keep jumping. Sometimes I get caught on the ground a bit. I'm still not the strongest guy out there, but um, just consistently just trying to jump at the football, just jump get my hands on it more times than not. And if I don't, I'm bringing it to ground, get our smalls in the game. But yeah, I, I honestly, I don't, when I'm around the, when I'm anywhere between 55 and 60, there's a, there's a small inkling in me that just says, Oh, I'll just have a, have a stab, have a ping. Um, <laughs> nice. I love like that, that mark I took against Richmond, it was kind of like, I took the mark on the 50 and I've gone, Oh, oh that's not that far. And then he gets that, like, because my run-ups are, like, not small. I'm, like, now I'm 75 from going. I'm, like, oh, God, I'm a long way from home here. <laughs> <laughs> and you kind of just, you know, the closer you get, like, oh, it's a bit further. And then I was actually talking to Max Holmes about this the other day. But from kicking outside 50, it's not a kick the leather off a kick. It's a, yeah, you want to kick it hard and kick through the football, but it's a timing thing more than anything. If you just, mm. if you can just make sure it hits at the correct point with enough loft, more of the times than not, it's going to get the distance. It's just about getting it, like guiding it there. If you try and kick mm-hmm. the leather off it, you're more often than not, you'll just send it 50 metres in the air and not actually make the distance. <laughs> so that was one, I was having a terrible day at training one day. Max Holmes comes up to me and says this. And the next three, I like striped. And I'm like, all right, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> Thanks, <Maxie>. um, <laughs> that's fair. Um, and then I've always been able to kick the ball far. I think it's just honing in and i think it's just we're doing a lot of reps at training just that 25 to 40 meter range that's where that's where you make your bread and butter so um mm. that's where that's where my biggest improvement just getting super duper consistent and then anywhere from there a bit further out i'm just having a ping and if i can send it through goalposts high well that's a win yeah nice. <laughs> beautiful nice. you 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 mentioned um you know training and and some of the lads names and that but Overall, like, how's the experience been coming to Geelong? Like, have what was your? You obviously mentioned big fan of Gary Ablett Junior. What what was your sort of relationship to the Cats before coming here, and and how has that sort of been uh, arriving at the uh, the best place on earth? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I I'm loving every second. I won't lie. It has been really hard. I moved a long way from home. I wasn't just in mm. Adelaide. I from seven hours, I was on Adelaide off a farm. So 
I went to boarding school for three years and that gets you ready to be away from mum and dad. But it doesn't get you ready to be away from your friends because it's actually the opposite. You're living with your friends 24-7 for three years. Yeah. So I, I won't lie, I've hit the wall a couple of times in terms of just I need to go home. I need to just recharge the battery for a couple of days and we've got a we've got a big long buy, mid season buy coming up and I'll I'm going all the way home for that. I've been I haven't slept in my own bed for six months, but mm. I I can't wait to just get home, recharge the batteries, relaunch into the second half of the year and just go again. It's some days are harder than others. I'm really, really hard on myself and I'm push myself really hard to get the best out of myself every day, whether it's in the gym or on the track or just in my recovery, like just trying to do the most to get it done. Um, so I think just been able to detach from football completely and that's been the hardest part since I've been here. I'm starting to make lots of good mates. Golf's really ramping up now. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's become finding the little things that are outside of football that are that are starting to make life a bit easier to start with it was just football 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 24 7 and you can kind of burn out pretty quickly mm-hmm. um but i've rekindled the love and i really do enjoy being here um it's it's great just to come into work every day have a smile on your face and say hello to everyone and then um you run out on gmhba and it's the best place on earth so uh, i wouldn't want to be anywhere else um are you it's sort of staying with anyone in Geelong, like any of the other players. So I hear that nah, nah. are boarded up. No, nah, so I'm not with any of the players at the moment. I'm in a I'm living in a host family's house for the first year, so it's kind of cool right, to have a mum and dad again, kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, which is kind of be nice to have come home to home cooked meals, and I just nice. have to worry about making my bed and put my washing out. So it's pretty nice. Um, but no, next year I'll move in with some of the boys. Kind of got that already kind of lined up. So that'll be nice. Kind of ready to go out on my own, but I'm still loving the creature comforts at home, just being comfortable. Don't have to pay for Netflix mm. or anything. So that's a yeah. win. Um, <laughs> bonus, bonus. Yeah, that is a big win. So, yeah, the living situation's good. James Kelly, one of the coaches, just over the back fence. So it's nice to have oh, him there oh, as a little yeah. resource. Um, Legend. Yeah, I yeah, love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it really like I, I'm, not, I, I'm very um, I, I do not know a lot about Adelaide, but I know a lot about Geelong. And is is it really bitterly cold <laughs> compared to where you've come from? I wouldn't say it is bitterly cold, but I found myself going to work in Ugg boots a couple of times this year. Um, <laughs> I should like, just be standard dress, in my opinion. Yeah, that that is that. That one the bloke said, "Thanks, you can't be wearing that." And I said, "I sacrifice comfort and warmth over quality every single day." Yeah, um, it's. I would say Geelong is like you kind of just picked up, like one of the inner city suburbs couple of the western city suburbs of Adelaide and just like transported over here, plonked it. Like right. you have your tour keys and all your bar and heads, all of that as the western city suburbs, a bit more bit more hip and relaxed <laughs> and cool. And yeah. um then you have like your West Geelongs and all that where it's a bit more busy mm. and a bit of traffic and that doesn't bother me because Adelaide it's twenty minutes to the anywhere. Here it's fifteen. Yeah. You've got the ring you got the ring road out the back, which is just sends you straight down the straight down to Warm Ponds, go watch a movie. You'll spend way too much time in the movie theater at the moment. Um, <laughs> but it's it's really easy to get everywhere. And it's I won't say I would have hated to go to Melbourne, but I it wasn't on the top of my list. 
Um, you can say it here. This is a safe. Yeah, you can podcast. say it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I find Melbourne to be really overcrowded, and it's yeah. it's a bit more a bit hectic to me. I come from a small town of six hundred people. When I lived in a boarding house, that was its own little bubble for three years. But I, I just don't do well with the oh, there's a skyscraper there, there, and there's a bridge coming yeah. over the top, and there's yeah. fourteen cars around me, and I don't know where to get off the which intersection I'm getting off at. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, I find it a bit over, overwhelming. I'm lucky I've only ever had to really go to MCG or like Collingwood or Punt Road and come home. It's kind of really just mm. easy to get in yes. there and come home. But I won't say I'll be doing be doing too much adventuring around up there. I'm pretty content just to chill out in Geelong. It's um it's very much more my speed. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we none of us live we live within Geelong at the moment, but anytime we go back it's a, it's it's the same. It's just such an easy Easy city to, to find your way around and uh, find something to do, find a good place to eat. So, yeah, I no, no, love it. Mm. Um, so what was it like for you making your debut against Coburg? Because um, you, I, I watched, I've watched most of the VFL games this season. Um, I think I might have missed a couple, but like you came out and really put your stamp on that first quarter. Um, and it seemed to be pretty up and about. What was the feeling like for you um, running out for the first time? I'm a nervous operator, extremely nervous <laughs> operator. Before the game, yeah. I was like borderline, like chucking up in the toilet. I was like, <laughs> what is going on? Like I used to get nervous before football <laughs> games. And then this was a different level of like, there wasn't butterflies. There was like actual animals running around inside of me. I was like, <laughs> holy, like, I was like in the toilet, like just like breathe. I do a lot of breathing exercises before games to calm me down. And like, these aren't working. Like I need to like, just need to go and touch the football. I remember getting out there yeah. and it was just a lot of nervous energy. I remember just being like, I walked down full forward. I think I was just sitting in the pocket. And I remember like, just like looking down, pulled my socks up and I was just like, Right, let's go and do this. This is this is step one. And then I think my first kick, they one of the Coburg fellas didn't take a mark. I kind of just like scooped it up out of the air. I saw Ted Closey in the goal square, so I kind of just chiseled it to full forward. I remember being I think I celebrated more than him. I was like fully up and about. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, yes, I hit my first kick. We kicked the goal. I was like, Yes, let's go. Um and then, yeah, I had a really good first quarter and I did all the right things. And then after that, Coburg kind of started sending more than one every time I went near the football, especially if you go and jump. So I kind of faded a bit out of the game towards the end and the match fitness kind of killed me in the last quarter. But, um, yeah, to know that I could do that at the level, and that's very similar to what I was doing last year, especially at school football. That was every game, every quarter, just able to dominate for the game for periods of time. Um, that it was really a breath of fresh air and the nerves really settled after that. Like, okay, I belong, I could fit in. And um, yeah, I wish I kicked that goal. I wish I didn't turn around and let him know about it before it hit the post. But um, it's all right. You're allowed to become a meme every now and then if you can laugh at yourself. So it's fine. <laughs> it's I, character building. I yeah. thought it was, I thought it was, I actually, honestly, I don't, I'm not just um, take my mickey. Like, I, I thought it was great. Like honestly, like the I thought it showed like this confidence um in your game, and I thought, oh, this is a little bit different. Like this is a little bit well, different. First game, turning and giving it, and I I don't know, like 
pairing that though, then with, you know, you talk about the ball to, to Ted Closey, that really stuck out to me. And I think it's like, we've talked about you, you know, keep your game simple, clunk marks, kick goals, and that's your job. But something that really stands out watching you is your ability and desire to bring your teammates into the game. It's not just Phoenix out for himself, looking to bang sausages, you know, all day. It's like, where are my teammates? And how can I bring them into the game? Like, is that something that's, yeah, it seems really important yeah. to you from, from where I sit. If you uh, if you said that to me four to five years ago, no, nah, this wouldn't be it. Wouldn't be it at all. It was all about me. But as a 14-year-old, it, yeah. it is all about yourself. I think I went through a big yeah. learning curve when I came to school. It went from me, me, me to... I came into a team at school footy. We went 0-8 my first year. We went 2-10 and 10 the next year. It became, it takes a we effort, not a me effort, and we need to grind out these games just to be in it in the last quarter. And I, I, got, I then found real enjoyment and excitement out of seeing my teammates succeed. As a, I went from playing full forward to rucking for basically two years and just when you got it right, when I was able to sink the football down one of my best mate's throats and he was mm. able to charge out of the centre, there's no better feeling than seeing that bloke hit up someone and then kick a goal. Then it's like, okay, then you just rejuvenated to go and do it the next time. So, yeah, I think when it came to this next level, if I can get his a goal assist, is just a stat. But when you can set up someone to then have a shot on goal, it boosts their confidence to know that this big key forward isn't just out for himself. He's trying to bring everybody else into the game. And a couple of times, been able to get on the end to ones of Ted or Matty Lloyds of the world. Um, and I find real enjoyment out of that. And also been able to just kick the football. It was like there was one against Southport. I think I got the ball at half back and I kicked it as far as I could out in front of Oscar Riccardi. And I landed in forward 50. And I just said, Oscar, let's go get that. I'm like, dawdling along behind him because I was gassed and I'm like Oscar just keep going Oscar like I, I've just kicked this ball 80 meters for you like you need to keep running here and then <laughs> he he actually outbodied his man and almost kicked the goal and I, even that just like the little wins for us first year guys the little wins are everything and just to see Oscar like outbody his man clean pick up snap at goal even though I didn't go in I was like all right like We've got this. Like it's we're putting the pieces together slowly as a team. And I think at VFL level, like we're very close. Like we're really close to breaking the damn wall and going on a run. Um nice. let one let easy one slip at Richmond, um, Southport. We were in the in that game until halfway through the third quarter in my eyes. And it, it's it's you can see the building blocks. It's just it's going to happen, and then we're going to flick the switch, and we're going to go on a run. So we're building. We're really confident, and um, yeah, I think we're getting there. We're getting there slowly, but surely. So you've got a big game this weekend against Port Melbourne. There, what just just ahead of you in um, yeah, just ahead of you at four four games. You're at three three one. How are you feeling about this game coming up? Feels like it yeah. could be a, one of those breaking games. Yeah, hundred percent. We haven't done our we haven't done our big preview meeting yet. That's coming soon. But from what we've seen over the last couple of weeks, it's very similar. Like even though Port Melbourne aren't an AFL affiliated club, which means they are a bit more older, a bit more mature, 
I feel like we have the have the cattle on the park to go and make it a real real tough contest and get the job done. It's it's you don't want to go into games just expecting a win. You know we know with our game style of football that it's going to be a grind and it takes four quarters of really hard solid football um, playing the game on our terms to get a win. It's this isn't a we kick ten goals in a quarter type of game this week. This is a grind it out every time we have the football we we're trying to tick the boxes when we get a stoppage we're trying to do the right thing surge it forward um but we're really excited and hopefully we can we're going to start getting a few cattle back on the park in the next couple of weeks which will be really nice um which will be really good actually it's um always nice when you have bellas come back into the side and have a real impact straight away so yeah i think i saw Shannon Neal running on the sidelines yesterday for the first time or second time, which oh, would nice. be bloody handy to have him back yes. in the side in a couple, Definitely. hopefully about a month's time to take some stress off my shoulders. But um, yeah, just players like that, that are big time that will really help us and have real ability to impact the game. So it's good to be getting four or five of them back in soon. Yes. Yeah. We, um, we we feel the same from the outside as well. It's been a, we've been been feeling the feeling the pinch this year, haven't we? Um, <laughs> but now the, uh, the 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 really important question here, uh, and you mentioned spending t- so much time at the cinema. What what are the best movies out at the moment? What what would you recommend? What have I seen so far this year? I've seen I saw the Guardians movie last week. Um, I saw Air in the cinemas. I saw um, the new John Wick movie. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say yeah. too much about that. It was pretty average in my head. Um, no, that's fair. <laughs> um, I've seen a lot of like just smaller movies. Like I, mm-hmm. we didn't. Me and James Willis, we good mates. We didn't get to see Mafia Mama this movie in cinemas, but we're really excited for when it comes out on streaming. We were just like we were just watching. We were in to watch John Wick together. And we saw this trailer come out. We were like, oh, my God, this looks actually really funny and really, like, clever. And we were like, we have to get back. But we never got a chance. So when Mafia Mama comes out, we're going to we gonna get all over that. And, yeah, I'm a massive movie person. I, I'm not much, much TV. It's not really my boat. I kind of just prefer to sit down for two hours with my popcorn and a, and a Gatorade and just kind of sit on the couch and watch whatever it is from rom-coms to action movies i kind of like everything in between so yeah what have you got have you got a movie like your favorite one of all time it's a yeah. big question it's a big question. No, my, i actually find this really quite simple to answer because i've seen this movie probably five times a year i love moneyball with brad pitt oh, oh, oh. It's, it, it's what a pick yes speaking takes language <laughs> it is it speaks to me in a way that just Brad Pitt's unbelievable. Young Jonah Hill was just like almost mm. is better in the scenes than Brad Hill half the time. Just the way yeah. he can just kind of like not act dumb, but just kind of act like he's just new to everything. And um, I just find that the the actual sporting scenes are really cool. And I I love the analytics. I do read into it a little bit, not too much, but I I have tried to figure out baseball a couple times, but it's still wearing on me. I'm still getting there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that movie, I can just sit down and I can turn my brain off for an hour and a half, two hours, and just enjoy every second of it. And um, I wouldn't lie, I said I've seen it more than 
45 times since I've first watched it. So it's one of those ones I could just <laughs> sit down and just, yeah, it speaks to me. Yeah, no, I, no I, I'm right there. It's such a good movie. Works on so many levels, just perfect in every way. And like that you can watch it without knowing anything about baseball and still come yeah. away fully understanding everything that happened is just re- remarkable because it took me a long time to see it when it first came out. I was like, I don't really like baseball. I don't really know anything about it. Um, but then once I'd seen it, it's just, yeah, it, it's one of those ones that I can watch it any, in any mood as well. So, you know, that's yeah, a, it can, a great piece. Oh, I've, I've never seen it. Wow, you oh, may have no. to go and see it, John. <laughs> get, get out of here. Yeah, we said, we, we said, we said Phoenix. You dropped that now, pod, John. But now John has to leave the pod. Phoenix yeah. is going to stay yeah. keep doing the pre right? <laughs> Wow. That's all right, lads. It's been a privilege. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's been a good run. It's been a three-year three run in the podcast, but it's come to yeah. an end. <laughs> Come to an end. <laughs> well, look, well, he, to, he, won't listen, he won't listen to us, but he might listen now that you've recommended it. So I, 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 I can say, you, you, it, you'll, it'll, it'll take you five minutes, and then you'll be like, oh, what have I been missing for the last forever long? Honestly, it'll hook you <laughs> so quickly. That's the sell. That's the sell. Will, that's, that's a pretty good sell. All right. Well, look, yes. that alone is a good enough reason for all Cats fans within the sound of my voice to follow Phoenix Foster's journey. The fact that, I mean, liking Moneyball is a, a great proof of character. Um, Gary Ablett. Oh, yeah. That's all right. right oh, Just tick, tick, tick. Plus, is there <laughs> any other uh, like AFL, VFL player with the name Phoenix that's ever played Exactly. Down? I don't think yeah. so. I can't Brand- wait. Branding's taking care of My suggestion... <laughs> Yep. <laughs> in 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 the age of name, image, likeness, and all that sort of stuff, Phoenix, I, I I think it's time to start an order of the Phoenix fan club. We're happy to buy the first t-shirts. You, well, you bought the first tickets for Gold Coast. We'll buy the first t-shirts. I, I I'm just waiting for the first time I play my first the debut game. Just here to hear BT go. Oh, the Phoenix is rising. Yeah. yeah I just can't wait. Yeah. I can't Thank wait. You. Yes. Yeah, BT just say something like that. That'll be that'll just make my day. Maybe my year. Maybe my Absolutely. entire life, to be honest. Come on, that'll make me giggle. Yeah, well, it probably won't be. It probably won't be. Won't be the the only time you hear it. So you'll no. you'll you'll get plenty of that's right. plenty of repeat repeat chances. I reckon. That's a win. Definitely. That's always right. a win. Thanks so much, mate. We appreciate you taking the time. We know all you guys are really busy with footy and life and everything else in between. So we really really appreciate it. Um, we'd love to have you back sometime and um, yeah. yeah, best of luck on the weekend and the rest to. of the super, season. Super interesting and fun. Yeah, 100%, absolutely. lads. I'll be back. I'll be back later in the year if you have me for sure. Most definitely. Absolutely. It's been awesome. A blast. All right. Go Cats. Enjoy the rest of your day. Go, Go Cats. cats. Go, Go Cats. cats. <laughs> awesome. Great to have the one and only Phoenix Foster on the show. Absolutely. This morning. Um, yeah, really, really brilliant stuff. Um, and now we can get into the preview. The week 10 preview. Oh, week 11, sorry, chaps. Week 11 last week. preview. Don't bring last week up. Oh, my God. Let's not get into last <laughs> week. I was just getting week. over that. Um, seriously, though, Phoenix Foster... He is, you know, like he was saying, he likes, you know, blockbusters. You put on, you know, hour and a half, two hours, you know, put your mind on hold and just watch the excitement. Like that is him as a player for me. 
yeah. you know, like that's the kind of player I think he'll become. Get your popcorn, sit down for two hours. It, it's already that way, you know, in stages in the VFL, as, as he said, you know, it's, it's, it's learning to master that like consistency, but far out, he can take over a quarter um, like very few other players in the VFL <laughs> that I've seen. So make sure you tune in to that Port Melbourne game, um, Cats fans. All right, chaps. Absolutely. Got to get down to to business now. I mean, all the things. Moneyball, Gary Ablett Jr. Junior. Oh, he doesn't like Melbourne. It's, it's, <laughs> it's fantastic. How good he is gets it? it. This guy gets it. Yeah, he gets it. Oh, Absolute fantastic, um, fantastic guy and very funny yeah. as well. You can understand where they're um, yeah. he's making a lot of good mates already. Yeah, and he, uh, yeah, exactly. he uh, yeah. I, I can't imagine he's done many podcasts judging by the, um, you know, just the, how keen he was to be on, on there and a little bit of nervous energy beforehand. But, but man, he, uh, he took to it like a, like, like a duck to water. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Um, and I thought, you know, like you said, you know, Phoenix, the Phoenix Rises or the Phoenix Rising, it's got to be Geelong down. And it's a yes. big comeback win. On the back of the rising phoenix, so that BT comes on as the, the comes ashes. on as the the, emer- the the medical sub or something. Oh, big brilliant. WWE entrance down the yeah. down the walk from, from <laughs> oh, the God. ashes. That's from phoenix the ashes. Music. The phoenix rises. <laughs> <laughs> All right, chaps, let's get into it. Match preview time. The cats looking to regain some form against a gritty Giants team. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the team selection stuff. Obviously, we don't have teams out at this point in time, um, but we can sort of talk about some stuff that was hinted at during the week. We're going to get some thoughts from the listeners, talk about one thing we want to see. But before we do all that, just your general sort of thoughts going into this game. We're on the back of two losses. The situation is we go Giants, we go Bulldogs, then we go bye. So... From where I stand, I'm like, my, my, because there's a lot of people giving away, top four's gone. If we lose this week, top eight's gone, whatever. Uh, I, I don't know where I stand on all that, but I do think the season looks just slightly a little bit grimmer. Well, not grim. It's, it's more challenging if we don't at least split these games before the bye. Mm. You'd kind of want to go one and one from where I sit. Um, Ideally, two and zero, but Owen Zip, you know, puts you at five and seven. Not impossible to make finals, like you're well, well within that range. But it, it, it probably does put top four out of the out of the equation just by sheer weight of numbers. Where are you Most guys likely. sort of at with that? Where are you at going into this game? Any, you know, late reflections on last week? Yes. <clears throat> no, nah, forget about last week. Yeah, forget about it. Sorry. All right, we're burying that. We're taking the tape yeah. and burying it. Bearing that one because it is what it is. It's sort of like the week before injuries, all that, you know, but you know, can't use that as an excuse because watch me just, uh, whinging. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think this is, I know it's going to be another tough game against the Giants because again, I feel like at the moment the Cats are coming up against teams that are starting to find their form. And then when teams are finding their form, they're coming up against the Premiers. And, you know, they want to beat the Premiers, so they're going to 
elevate to another level. But I, I do I always say this, but I always think the Cats should win. They have the ability to win. Um, as we know, there's not a whole lot that needs to be tidied up for the Cats. It's mainly getting the hands on the footy, kicking it properly, getting inside 50 and kicking the goals. Um, I think the main one is just kicking those goals because both games that we lost um, basically had more, I think nearly more scoring shots than the opposition. We just didn't convert. So, you know, it's pretty pretty simple, straightforward thing to put on paper. Just, you know, just kick the goals. It's simple. Just get it in the, behind the net. <laughs> just kick it's it easy. straight. Just kick it straight. It's easy. Obviously, it is easy when you say it, but, again, it's difficult to recapture that form, especially if certain players aren't playing at the level that they normally would be or doing the things that they normally do. So simply, like Cameron, you know, he could still be in his head just going, if I don't kick this one, am I going to kick the next one and so on and so on. So I think it's just, yeah, as I said, it's just simple things to fix, but by no means it's going to be a turnaround this week. Though. That is all just going to click again and they're going to kick a... 11 goals straight to nothing, but I've got faith that they can. They're a professional team. We've got still sensational leaders in that team that can turn it on the dial pretty quick. But, mm. yeah, I think you're right, Jay. I think you definitely want to split these ones at least 1-1. One, one. If we go into the bye of four losses, that could be a bit of a doubt in a lot of players, especially the young guys. I thought this is a pretty important round for the young guys just to get a win while Dangerfield's not there, Guthrie's not there, some other senior guys aren't there, just to prove to themselves mm. that they can do it without them. But I think if the next two weeks go a loss-loss, then it could be – it probably will be a challenge to get back up and firing again. Yeah, and and – the Cameron thing's interesting, you know, he's one goal four in his last two weeks, he's four goals six in his last three weeks. Um, there's definitely seemed to be something going on, but lo- like, you know, and, and look, just sometimes players go through these patches. I'm sure this happened yeah. last year as well. And in previous seasons where, you know, you just have a patch where it's, it's just not happening for you and you've got to, got to push through it. Sambo, what about from your perspective, you know, the, the context of these games, what do you, you where are you at? With yeah, your... I mean, I, I agree. Um, be good to split them. Um, you know, it, in a lot of ways, it would, it would kind of, I don't know. I don't know if you can choose a preference of which one to win and which one to lose, but I would like yeah. to not, not lose three in a row and then win. Like it would be actually nice because I because as we said even when we were on our winning streak we sort of said it's going to be a patchy year there's going to be some more losses mm. it would be nice to have an area that is a bit patchy you know what I mean it's a win it's a loss it's two wins it's one loss rather than loss 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 win 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 oh loss loss because I think that's much harder to sort of um sort of work into I think when it's when it's little pat when it's little like streaks like that it's harder to work into form. Um, and it can be, it can look a lot worse. Um, mm. Like Johnny said, to the younger players, it can feel a lot worse. It can look a lot worse to the outside. And then you've got to work doubly hard to um, to, win, to win back not only the positioning, but the, the goodwill and the confidence as well. Um, 
because I think as um, Jack Henry in his in his uh, press conference during the week said, we're not that far off where we were last year. Like, there's still a lot of the mm. season to go, and we're not that far off. And I think that's true. I think the difference is just from an outside point of view. I don't think this necessarily makes much difference to the table, but just from an outside point of view, like last year, we didn't really have streaks of losses. It was more. It was more these like dotted throughout that first half of the season. It was a win, a loss, two wins, one loss, two two losses, three wins. Like it was, it kind of like built more like that. Whereas this, this seems a little bit more um, patchy. But I, I do, I would say that like as much as we can't blame the outs for the losses, we can certainly look to the ins for the wins. Um, <laughs> so that yeah, as much as much as much as like yeah, if we lose these next two games, you go, oh, it makes it really hard. It does make it really hard. But you know, as you have said, and even a lot of people in the media have said, if the cats can get healthy, get their full squad in. If they're in the eight and they can get their full squad in at round 18, round 20, mm. get some, get a couple of games as a full squad, then they're going to they're going to ruin someone's day. They might not win, Absolutely. they may not win the yeah. whole thing, but they're going to win they're going to ruin someone's day that's trying to make it all the way. Um, you know, and they they I can't remember his name now, but um they they spoke about this in a in a podcast and they were saying that um it's a podcast with Kane Corns and the and the bloke from Championship Data. Um, but uh, they were not Sam glasses. Edmonds or something. Is it glasses the... could be. Oh, uh, uh, no, oh, Damien Barrett. No, no. With glasses. Shaved, shaved. He he does have glasses, but I guess more he than one. Probably. I don't know glasses. who it is. Yeah, it's but he, he was. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I honestly, I honestly can't remember his name. <laughs> it could, anyway, it could let's be. not give them any more free publicity. Yeah, let's not give them any more. But but he he was saying that, and I didn't agree with the wording because he was saying that they should concede top four. Um, I think that's a stupid stupid way to say it because no one's conceding. And that's that's almost as if to say the cats can choose top four if they want, and they'll be poorer yeah. for it. We can't just choose to to make it to the top four or not. But so the way he's going about it was very clickbaity and stupid. But what he was basically saying is that the cats need to stick to their guns, in and I think they will. I think they will. I think this is going to be really tough for a lot of fans to watch. But I think the cats will do this, and they just stick to the guns of list management the way we have. Act, act as if we've got all our players. You know, if Jeremy Cameron is is nursing something, rest him. Rest him like we would have. Play. You know, rest him like we would have last year because it's better to finish sixth, seventh, eighth with a fully healthy and firing squad than it is firing squad. Oh, um, than it is to, <laughs> to finish. <laughs> than it is to finish in in the in the top four um with a with a you know patchwork team that's you know all taped up and iced up from 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 foot to foot to head. So I think that's I think that's a fair fair point. I don't think I look at it as we're either trying our hardest and making top four or we're not trying our hardest and not making top four. Like yeah. we're going to be trying hard. We're going to be trying to win every single game. You know what I mean? And that I saw and s- with that means you're, you're trying to finish as high as you can, but I do agree that we should keep being conservative with our list all year, even if it means losing these next two games. Um, and then, you know, we've rested some people, some people like Guthrie, if they, you know, don't rush them back. They get two games off. Then we have to buy. They get three weeks off, three more weeks to come back, you mm. know, when they're ready. It's not like, yeah, you know, you, 
at the end of each season either that it you know all right that season has ended and now the new season begins everyone's back at full health there's no damage done there's no anything like the seasons bleed into each other and if you push someone through an injury just to try and squeeze into four or squeeze into the eight or whatever like you might just be hamstringing yourself possibly literally um for 2024 and, yeah. and beyond, you just don't know what the the ramifications are for pushing players to play um, through things when you can yeah. opt to. But I guess, I guess, I mean, I I don't think Chris Scott. I don't know about other coaches and other coaching staff, but I don't think they're even thinking about top four. Even when you're in the last six games of the year, I don't think they're crunching yeah. numbers. Going, oh, if we can win the, if we win this by by sixty points, we can, you know, percentage ball. Yeah, I don't think they're thinking that way. I really don't. And I right. think that's that's for us and the. Um, the you know the media and the the basic coaches to think about to think that that sounds is like a, just... a a dangerous thing to think about as a head yeah. coach in RFL team. But we, all we need to win by this yeah. much to make. We all order. all seem to assume that that's what they think about because mm. all they ask yeah. in press conferences is always oh, top four out of the equation. Blah blah. Is, top, is the eight out of the equation? What are you doing? You know, is it, things getting tighter? Like are you running out of time? Um, I, I just don't think that that's the level at which head coaches operate. I think they're looking at their list. They're looking at their team. They're trying to fix problems within their game and they're trying to win games and overall yeah. win the, win the season. I don't think anyone's fussing about finishing third or fourth when, when at, at that level, that's for us to until like cry possibly about. until the very, very, very last game to the end that's going, you know, when all the spots are sealed up, basically that's going, Oh, we've had our chance at top four, but forget about it. Let's just go out there and play and, Enjoy this last it's one of my favorite lines in the book, um, Collision Low Crosses, which is about the NFL. And to sort of paraphrase it all, it's basically like, is there anything that's viewed by more people on a given weekend than a game of NFL about which the people watching know basically nothing? Yeah. <laughs> and it's really true <laughs> of American football. And I think it's also true... Of, of the way sports fans feel about a lot of things. We're looking at the ladder going, why didn't they kick another 10 goals against the Eagles? They were there for the taking, the percentage, the percentage. It's totally different. If you're in that coaching box, if you're in that coaching staff, the medical staff, you're just thinking about different things. Obviously, you want to yes. win, but I've heard um, uh, Seahawks coach Pete Carroll talk about this. He goes, we don't talk about winning. We talk about achieving peak performance. And, and putting ourselves in the position to perform at our peaks. And if we do that, we think it's pretty damn good and we'll win. But we, we don't, the winning isn't the focus. It's how do we put every single player on our list into position to be their best. And I, I imagine that Chris Scott and, and his group and most coaches would probably be very similar. Yeah. So, like, going, what's the best way to prep this team to put themselves in the best position? They could win it, and if we do all that stuff, then they're in the best, absolutely best position to win this game. It's just on terms: can they do it on the day? Can they do it the way we coach, the way we want to play? And if they do all that, then you're absolutely going to give you the best chance to win. And absolutely, I don't think head coaches go to a group going, "Right, guys, let's go win this game. We'll do this, this, mm. and we're going to 100% win it." Because yeah. There's another opposition team coach that's doing the exact same thing going, hey, yep. we do this, 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 we win. It's yeah, it's not as simple as just going, 
go out there, play the game, and you'll win. It's simple, boys. It's simple. Just Abs- kick the goals. Simple game. Win. Simple game. Um, let's have a quick discussion. Let's first of all, actually, I was going to say let's do thoughts. Uh, let's do team selection, but let's actually have a look at the thoughts from the listeners because I did ask and we got some good responses as per usual. And I imagine any, any Tigers fans. In- no, no Tigers fans. No Tigers I think okay. they finally okay. passed that sort of. They've got, they, they've got uh, it. They figured it out. Sort of thing. Of, yeah. Blue, yeah, white, this way. Yeah. <laughs> also, <laughs> yeah, that's right. their, their team lost, so they've all ran out, went away again. They've hit him in the Yeah, I don't know where they are. And actually. they lost. Yeah. Exactly. They lost their head coach. So they, not at Marvel uh, Stadium. Certainly no. Not. <laughs> <laughs> not a problem. Uh, Do you know what? Actually, one of my favourite things. Maybe that's where the head coach is um, gone. Maybe some people on on Twitter digging up 2014, 2013 tweets from Tigers fans saying, "This is fuck." You know, we can't keep. Um, you know, we can't keep uh playing like this we've got to make a change hashtag sack dimmer this is like yeah. a few years before they and and people were going around re retweeting those from from you know eight or nine years ago <laughs> which i i good lesson not to be overreactive on twitter um all right so i ask that's that's right um cats fans important match against gws coming up on saturday Looking to recapture winning form in the two weeks before the bye, what improvements oh. are you looking for after last just week? Say get... One thing before we start. Yes, please. I was just looking at the fixture for the bye rounds. I kept thinking, oh, there's mm. Thursday night games coming up soon. I think there might be one this week. They start the Thursday night fixtures during the byes. So it's going to be an extra long week of football with less games. Oh, it's just fine. That's frustrating as Great. Don't don't get me started on the buy. Uh, or the buy. No. The buys. I buys. hate that it stretches over like nearly so a month of buy to the uh, It is a month now. It's totally. I don't know. Don't like it. Don't. I don't like it. Um. All right. Matt says need to break even in the midfield at minimum. Forward line and back line nearly at full strength. Convert opportunities is key. Grant. If we don't win the ball at a contest, we've got to find a way of doing the opposition from quickly getting it to the outside and bursting away from pack in numbers. Until we can find a way to do this, our backs are going to continue to struggle. Uh, Max Wellian says, improved kicking efficiency, intense forward pressure, defend better from turnovers, better still, less turnovers. David, just need cool heads. Last two weeks, we've collapsed under pressure. Sarcastic cow says kicking to advantage, not dump kicks into 50, kicking efficiency everywhere. But especially in front of goals, pressure. Give the defenders a chance by pressuring the ball carrier out of the forward 50 through the middle. Rachel, I'd say improved goal kicking is up there. Ross, delivery into forward 50, ensuring Giants do not kick 100 points. Matt says he's hopeful that midfield wins enough ball to supply forwards and there's enough pressure to assist the back line. There's some, some real crossover here chaps um tony less clangers better delivery to the forwards not missing gettable set shots lee says hoping we are harder to play against this week need midfield to bring heat and pressure uh, and not let the opposition waltz through the middle of the ground dodge through four geelong players without laying a tackle uh risk it for the biscuit says jezza four goals straight this weekend um bay says just the young guns 
need to step up and take charge. Chris Scott needs to be a bit like Damien Hardwick. I hope not because he won't be able to find his way to Marvel. Um, and fire up the young cats. I mean, we, we've probably got different opinions on that, but that's okay. Um, Morris says, or Maurice, after last week, a lot. Our biggest flaw is behind the footy at the moment, being scored against far too heavily. The scores from stoppages were insane for Frio last week, hoping the boys can shore up that back line again and get a, get a dub at home. Uh, moments in AFL Twitter history. Get more of the footy. Improve kicking disposal efficiency. Improved set shot kicking. Defense, apply pressure. Dean says, I just want to see the fringe players actually take their opportunity, make it hard for the veterans to get back in the side. Yank on the footy says, what is our midfield going to look like? We are so banged up at the moment. Giants don't have a great record this year, but they've played some decent footy. Matt says, midfield effort is key this week. We need them to win enough center clearance to give forwards a look at it and to show intent to get back and help the defense. I'm liking Tanner Bruins' weekly improvement, but he needs help. And of course, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can go back and listen or watch our Tanner Bruin Patreon player focus from the end of last week's recap episode. Absolutely. Um, Sam, going to give you first crack here. What are your thoughts? What stands out to you here? It seems to be like defensive pressure from the midfield, shoring up the structure, Kicking the easy set shots and the delivery inside fifty. What you know that that seems to be some of the main ones. But yeah, so the, what are your the thoughts? whole game more or less? <laughs> the whole game. Essentially. Um, yeah, like I, yeah, I think I probably wasn't as as hard on the back line as I think a lot of other people were. Maybe I was being too forgiving. Mm. Um, I didn't think they played horrendously. I thought Frio played us very well when it came to their, you know, the way they delivered it in, into our into our back line. Um, they did it in such a way to cut out a lot of our players completely. Um, so I guess that is that is on us, but it's partly a coaching and a, and a player thing, I think, to adapt to that kind of situation. Um, hopefully that's something that they've looked at. I'm sure they have looked at very heavily um, and will be a, something in the playbook now to deal with that should other players try to replicate what Frio did. Um, I think, I think the midfield, I think talking about the banged up midfield is it, that is a really interesting one. Like that's, and we've got some, got some potential ins, but I don't know how many of them are going to help the, the, the middle, the, the midfield. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think it's, what is it, our potential ins are SDK, Gary Rowan Gary and Rowan. Ollie Henry. Ollie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it's it's um the midfield the midfield's gonna more or less just have to play better. Do you know what I mean? Same same team, same same formation and just and just and pick it up a little bit better. We what we're really lacking is that burst out of the clearance, you know, and and that's you know, I, I often want to hang shit on Segler. But I think the thing going on with Segler at the moment is he's, he was winning a lot of taps last week. He was doing pretty well. Um, and then, you know, he, he maybe can't follow up in the same way that Stanley can. But we should have the players there yes. follow up and burst burst out once he's, once he's won the tap. Even if it's not the most to advantage tap, um, we shouldn't just be getting blitz like that out of the middle every time. Um, <clears throat> and we've obviously got no, no danger field, no homes now. Um, so it would be nice probably to see, um, you know, someone like 
Blicks being freed up a little bit because he is someone that can do a little bit of a danger field thing. If he can get his hands on the ball from the center, he can do a pretty effective kick into the 50. Um, so that's something I think we really need to see is not not constantly because you don't want to do the same thing over and over again and get predictable, but some really quick hits out of the middle into our forward line to give our forwards a good chance at it um, and mm. to give us time to reset to restructure because last last week it was just too frantic in the middle and we just didn't have time to 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 re- restructure in, in between um in between stoppages so uh yeah i think i think it's gonna be a really interesting game i think giants always match up against us enough to cause trouble even when we're up and about they've got some injuries too um but i think it's gonna be a really um yeah i think it's gonna be a really interesting struggle and honestly, even with the squad we've got, if we can get it all together, you know, the 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 talent we've got in the back line and the talent we've got in the forward line, if the midfield can get their act halfway together, like mm. we don't really have any excuses, even with the outs we've got. If the midfield can perform, the midfield does, I guess, have excuses, but there's no way that that forward line should be getting out outscored in a shootout. No, no, I agree. What about you, Johnny? Yeah, pretty much the same as Sam. It's like listeners, no, um, said you know, just improve the kicking, kicking efficiency, kicking side fifty, all that. Um, I think the defense has been playing pretty well. There's, you know, as soon as that midfield, you know, can't defend themselves and the forward line can't keep inside fifty, then the defensive obviously going to struggle. And one listener did say that, you mm. know, midfield, borderline pressure to help the defence struggle a bit less because it doesn't matter how good your defence's team is, if the ball's continuously coming in <laughs> wave after wave, it's it's going to break mm. down. It's You just can't defend an entire game when the ball's coming in super easy. So, yeah, it's just a matter of getting the ball, using it a bit more efficiently, getting the goals. And applying more pressure up the ground. Um, obviously, a lot easier said than done, but I think that's that's really what the cats need to do: is just focus on the basics again, get the basic skills down, kicking, handballing, pressure, and the rest will fix itself. Because as we said earlier in the year, it's not like this team isn't hasn't got its like superstars and really good players who don't know how to play the game. They all know how to play the game. They're just not playing the game at the level that they need to or what they would be happy with. And, yeah, I don't think any Cats players going, oh, yeah, we played all right this week. We didn't get the win. But, you know, if we continue on like we are, just train like we are, we'll be fine. I'm sure they're all training their up the best and mm. trying to work out their way through all these issues. and. It's only a matter of time before it all does work out. It could be this weekend, but like I said earlier, I'm not too stressed because they're a good team. They know how to play footy. It's just mm. not working at the moment, and it will. I, I th- yeah, no, totally. And I think that like everyone's right onto this. You know, from from the listeners through to you guys, that, like the midfield, you know, was was not up to scratch on the on the weekend, but you know, it wasn't for lack of effort. Um, and, and trying. It really was a, 
a, a lack of precision in terms of structure and all that sort of stuff, responsibilities um, being taken care of, as, as we discussed ad nauseum uh, on, on the recap pod. Um, there was a lot of effort, there was a lot of pressure attempting to be applied from the Cats. Um, it just didn't happen in the most coherent way possible. So, yeah, it'd be nice to see some coherency, but it's hard. You know, you talk about key spots being hit early in the season. It was like, oh, okay, you've got no Tom Stewart. You've got no Sam DeConing. Um, over to you, Radigalia, or and stuff like that. Now we're being pillaged in the midfield. There's no Dangerfield. There's no Guthrie. There's no Max Holmes. Like, three players who would be absolute nailed on starters um, yeah. for the side. So it's, it's, it shouldn't be that surprising, but what you would want to see. And as we discussed in the group chat, you know, I said, this, this is valuable evaluation time for the, for the coaches, you know, like you say the way fans think about it, it's different to the way coaches would think about it. This is like this opportunity. This is like a almost, you know, mid-season assessment for some of these fringe and younger mids of like, okay, where are you really at? The 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 best in class aren't here. There's no Dangerfield. There's no Guthrie. There's no Max Holmes. Where are you guys at if those guys can't play? If you were our midfield tomorrow, how are you going to perform? Where are your strengths and weaknesses? How have you improved? How what do you need to improve? Like it's it's really valuable list assessment time and as i said to you chaps it's not just list assessment for the rest of this season the, what we see in the next you know bunch of games it informs what happens then in trade free agency and the draft because you're getting to see what you've got and then maybe what you need so i, I think it's it's an exciting time it's a, it's a, it can be a turbulent time for some of these players who are on the fringe on the bubble um but it's a fascinating time to see what we've got. Um, let's just quickly hit on this then, the team selection. It was sort of theorized. Um, I think the Cats spoke about it on their website. Gary Rowan, likely or possible comeback. DeConing, possible comeback. Ollie Henry, um, possible comeback. Who are you most keen to see back? Who do you think makes the biggest difference out of these three? I know who it is for me, but what about you chaps? Um, for me, I'm going to go with Gary Rowan. I think he'll he'll bring all that all the stuff that all the listeners are wanting is the pressure, the pressure, kicking efficiency, you know, running hard, chase, and he just brings that energy to the forward line to play a bit better, play that pressure game better because he does it throughout the entire game. And you know, when you see one player doing it, you go. Oh shit! I should be doing that as well, and applying pressure, but smarter pressure, not just running around like mm. a headless truck. He runs, but does it in a way that pressures the opposition to make poor decisions. But yes, yeah, so, so it's definitely Gary Rowan. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm Gary Rowan as well. Uh, I think, yeah, like you know, like John was sort of talking about his his ability to put the pressure on the forward line, lay a tackle that could slow down the the rebound and, and allow us to rebuild mm. our structure outside the 50 and try and lock it in there is something that we've been missing um and you know what i mean with the with the way the the squad is at the moment we're, we we are stacked down the back and we do have a lot of options up front especially if rowan and ollie henry come back maybe maybe float rowan back a little bit 
you know, not not as far as the defense, but maybe maybe give him a chance. I mean, he's got some he's got some leg speed. He's got a good kick on him. Put him um, on a wing. Yeah, put it put him on Absolutely. a wing or something and and, and let's No Max Holmes. Know, no Max Holmes. Put Rowan out there. Um why not? Why not? <laughs> um I've I'm, got I'm another one. Else. Sorry, you go, you go. No, I was just gonna say I'm also keen to see SDK back. Um but I don't I don't have a clear idea of where he's slotting with the way the defense has been Straight and he back into the ruck. And he was he was rucking. So yeah, yeah. I'm I'm curious to see what happens. Don't let those, you know what do you have? Do you have a rib injury or is it like a face fracture? Who's who's got the face fracture? No, he uh, did he, have um, he, he he Stanley. Stanley's got eye fracture. Yeah. Stanley that has, was Stanley, and, and it. then it was na- nasal for Dakoni. Yeah. <laughs> so get your young key defender straight back into the ruck. Expose yeah. him to those brutes in the middle. Um, no, I, I agree, um, though, with both you chaps, Rowan. But this will dovetail perhaps nicely into one thing we want to see before we move on to doing our Patreon predictions um, is I want to see Oshin Mullen debut for the cats i reckon this is a great opportunity to give him a taste of footy just before the bye um now he struggled a little bit uh, with injury to get on the park consistently in the vfl but when he's been on the park and, and he played in their last game he has looked really comfortable even if he only gets say eight or nine touches for the game when he gets those eight or nine touches he looks really really well adapted terms of his kicking and in terms of his ability to understand sort of how to link from defense to attack uh, i really liked the game against richmond while he didn't get on the end of a bunch of ball in attack i was sort of watching him you know he delivered disposal from the back line and then i watched him off the ball and he was working really hard to get into space um ahead of the ball and and so i think why not bring him in he's got pace he's got a bit of dash and dare um, I would be excited to see that. So that's one thing I would like to see. I don't know how likely it is, but I would like to see that. Nice. Yeah, that sounds great. I, sounds yeah, great. I, I, would, I, would, I would love to see that as well. I mean, it does seem like a time to to try some some different things. Yeah, mm. absolutely. What about you, uh, Sambo, Johnny? One thing you want to see? One thing I want to see is I'm going to go with something simple and see... The cats kick Please. more goals than behinds this week. That's one thing I would like to see. Five goals, three. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it is five <laughs> goals, three, that would be fine. <laughs> we laugh now. Um, <laughs> no, I agree, I agree, Johnny. It would be nice to get back to that goal, that sharpshooting of the earlier season. Yeah. Sambo? Yeah, look, mine's... Uh, well, I can I can pick a specific one, but my if I need to, but mine's more general, and that is just I want to see more cats football. I want to see the game look more like our game, even if we lose it. If we lose it and we've played the way we play, I think we can at least mm. go. Well, that's the outs. That's because of the outs here. You know what I mean? We just didn't have the personnel. Um, they match up well against us. They played really well. To the victor goes the spoils, but. Yeah, I want to. I just want to see some of that. I want to see Cameron looking like himself. 
again. Mm. Um, I want to see that structure. I want to see them locked in when they're when you know if we've kicked it behind or they've rushed it behind and they're playing it out from their back. I want to see them trapped. You know, I want to see them not not aware. You know, how they're going to move it forward. How they're going to find space. Um, and I'd love to see. I don't expect us to completely dominate the clearance battle, but I'd love to see some of those really fast, fiery um, deliveries out of the clearance into the fifty, um, in in the direction of Hawkins or Rowan. Um, because again, that's it, it, we just. I think that I think the biggest thing with our midfield last week is it just lacked bite. Like we we put in we put in effort. Um, we chased. They, you know, we tried our hearts out, but it, it just never looked like what we were what we were delivering from the midfield had any kind of venom to it, any kind of real like game winning danger about it. Uh, so I'd love to I'd love to see that. So it's, as I said, it's pretty much just an overall thing, um, but I'd love to look like a team that should have and could have won it if we'd had a couple more players in um, instead of this yeah. this other weird weird scenario where we go, well, we looked not that great, but. Weirdly enough, if we had a kick straight, we could have won it. Still, um, I would really, mm. I would really like kind of the other. I'd, I'd like to be kicking straight, and I'd like to be playing really well, and just go, ah, oh, we were just outplayed today. Yep. Yeah. All right, let's now say farewell to the public listeners and go behind the Patreon, uh, the tapestry. Which, to remind everyone, the Patre- Patreon tapestry is a knight clad in blue and white hoops riding through brown and gold peasantry um <laughs> mowing yeah. mowing down hawks people <laughs> so let's let's get into the patreon match predictions um remember if you want to become a part of the patreon three dollars fifty us per month um you get extended podcasts you get video versions of all the podcasts you get vfl coverage both men's and women's. I've been writing match previews, match recaps for all of the the Cats teams this year. So if you want to do that, pop on over to Patreon and become a patron of the Chaps Chat Cats. We'd appreciate it. We also appreciate you listening. And until next time, go Cats! Go Cats. Go Cats. Go Cats.